Welcome to the Golden Hour Podcast Experience with your hosts, David Altizer and Connor McCaskill. Let's go, you mother truckers. We are going to use that until we hit 200. <laughs> Episode 200. Episode 177. Here we are, Golden Hour. Thank you guys for being here. I am David Altizer. And I am Connor McCaskill. And that was Joe Rogan introing the show today. <laughs> well, it was his AI. We covered that last week. Check yeah, it out if you, haven't seen that, uh, if you haven't seen that episode. But we do have a lot of things to go through and cover. But one of the first things we want to go through, might as well get started, is the uh, new rumors when it comes to camera stuff, specifically yes. Canon. Uh, this one hurts a little bit because I just got rid of... <laughs> The camera that got a massive firmware update. So this is the uh, Canon EOS R5. The Cranon R5, as our friend Zach Mayfield would call it. Some big updates coming with a firmware update that we should be seeing soon. Yeah. One of them, and most importantly, in my opinion, is the removal of the 30-minute record limit. Yeah, that's really nice to see. It was always interesting that when the R6 Mark II came out, it was like, that one doesn't have a record limit. Yeah. But the R5, which is a more expensive, more premium, more pro camera still had a 30-minute record limit. So it'll be nice that that gets removed. Other things that are coming is actually uh, lens breathing compensation. So that's going to be pretty cool. Sony's been doing that for a while, and um, it's going to be nice to have Canon bring mm-hmm. that into the R5. I believe the R6 Mark II has both of these things, the 30-minute yeah. record and the breathing. Uh, so this is just getting it kind of in line with their flagship, their second flagship, if you will, the mm-hmm. R6 Mark II, which you currently operate. Which I currently own. And, own. and I do want to just say, too, like, elephant in the room, yes, I changed my name, Connor's got a new channel. We're going to talk about all that. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I don't want you guys to, like, think that we're avoiding that because that is the main topic. We're just going to get into the, the rumors here. There's another cool rumor that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, okay, what's that? The Sony A7S Four. Whoa. This is a real camera now. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've been miss saying the Canon A7 IV yeah. uh, as the S4 uh, ever since it came out. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> and now it's uh, finally going to be a real camera. It's probably be because, it's because the A7S is such a popular camera and we have been dying for the A7S III for years. Mm-hmm. So it's something we talked about all the time. So it's probably just in your head, A7S, A7S, A7S. Oh, I know, so, I know. Um, but these rumors are looking really juicy for the A7S IV, which is Sony's kind of main you know, video-focused hybrid camera. Right. Um, obviously, the FX3 is their cinema variant of the same sensor mm-hmm. as the A7S 3 but that camera, unfortunately, still has some things like lack of shutter angle and video features that I would love to see. Boo, FX3. Um, you need to update that, Sony. Come on. I know, but often Sony seems to, instead, up, instead of updating their firmware, they seem to just make more hardware with the newer things that we all want. Right. So it's like, hey, if you want this feature, you got to buy the new camera. Right. Um, so hopefully maybe the a7s4 uh, the rumored a7s4 will have some of those things but the most important thing to me uh, that stands out is that the rumor saying it will have the highest dynamic range on any alpha camera the highest dynamic range ever uh, according to the rumors yeah um, which you know obviously every camera manufacturer is going to want their newest to have the best but that's not always the case um especially with higher megapixel cameras like the A7R, mm-hmm. those cameras often have less dynamic range because of the higher megapixels. Right. Um, so maybe because this is slightly smaller mega- or less megapixels, but 
here's the here's the catch a 6k sensor right. that offers raw video and oversampled 4k video with no crops yes that's going to be super great i think that um what's interesting is that sony sony's cameras have already had pretty incredible dynamic range so to claim that it's even better because the a7 s3 and the fx3's dynamic range is already mm-hmm. amazing good job you said that correctly i did i, I had to really think about it did you see my brain like working <laughs> yeah. there as i was talking yeah um, so I'm really excited to see what that means with this camera. How much more are we really getting? Is it going to be like, it's technically more, but you can't really see the difference or it's going to be a noticeable difference. I think the thing too about this that is really exciting is the 6K sensor. I think the the whole point of the A7S for the last couple of years was the fact that it was a lower megapixel count. It was a true 4K sensor. It was, mm-hmm. tw- it was only 12 megapixels. Right. Uh, and that allowed for larger photodiodes is what it's called. And it's basically just larger pixels which bigger equals more light because it can just absorb more light right so that's why the a7s was notorious for being such a low light monster but with cameras like the a7 IV, and i'm saying this correctly the a7 IV, right <laughs> don't get confused um we found a lot of people actually prefer that camera over the a7s because of the 6k sensor and that doing the 4k down res thing right. so the 4k just looks way sharper than on the s models and the 6K on the a7 IV, the low light performance is still better than almost any other camera. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of gotten to a point now where Sony's processors and sensors are so good that even a larger megapixel camera like the a7 IV or even the a7R5, which a lot of people have switched to. I think Armando has one. Uh-huh. A, a lot of people have been shooting with with that camera. Even that camera has pretty great low light performance. Um so that 12 megapixel, like low megapixel, larger photo diode thing might not might be a thing of the past now because the processing has gotten so good that we can have a larger sensor like a 6K sensor. What is the a true megapixel count for a 6K sensor? Do you happen to know that off the top of your head? Yeah, it's like the A7 IV. So it's like 30 megapixels. Is that? Okay. Roughly. Yeah. So like your uh, R6 Mark II yeah. is uh, essentially a 6K sensor. Right. Okay. So... Um, which is it 24 megapixels, I think? 25, uh, like I think. 20, 20, 26? Yeah, so it's like around Something like there, there. Around that place. And the one thing that I hope Sony listens to us about is not only you know giving us that clear oversampled 4K, which I love. Having a 6K sensor that down to 4K just gives you a cleaner, sharper image. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see open gate from Sony. This would be the first time. Yeah. This could be a great opportunity to do open gate with the a7s4 uh i love that feature on my lumix s5 um and i think all camera companies should start doing it Mm -hmm. the sensor is there it's like when you take pictures it's doing you know open gate it's a three by two sensor it's a square sensor so like instead of just cropping the top and bottom when we're in video mode just give us the whole let us use the whole sensor especially since vertical content is such a big deal now so to have that extra height is going to be great because you can shoot everything uh, landscape essentially um you know and then later in post just crop in as much as you need and then of course the other feature that i hope this camera has is the wonderful new flip out and around screen Mm -hmm. that the a7r5 has yeah so basically imagine an a7s4 with a 6k sensor doing a proper 4k down res it can shoot raw it has the highest dynamic range ever it's got that a7r5 flip screen you cross my fingers and say it's got shutter angle now yeah um it probably won't have shutter angle but yep. <laughs> an open gate recording 
man, that shoot. that's gonna be a dreamy camera <laughs> right there. And I think even price isn't as much of an issue. It's like just just make the camera, like right. let it exist. Obviously, I would love for it to be a good price. I don't anticipate it anticipate it being a good price it'll probably be in the 3500 or four thousand dollar range yeah I well would imagine. the previous cameras anything to go off of i think that one was 35 mm-hmm. and then the fx3 was 38 or 38, yeah. 39 something like that so i think the fx3 was a surprising hit um compared to the a7s3 so i can see them continuing that model where they maybe do an a7s4 and then they also do a cinema variant yeah. of it. I would almost expect that now. Yeah. So yeah. very cool. Very exciting. And then there's another thing from Binro of all people that I wanted to share. This is a really interesting product. It's the first auto leveling modular travel tripod. Yeah. This is what? This is kind of interesting. I'm curious to see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love this video. We're going to react to it. It's great sound design. <laughs> so- Whoa. Oh my goodness. So okay, it's the so, legs. <laughs> so basically what we're watching right now is the Binro video. Yeah. The Binro Theta. And it's the first auto leveling modular travel tripod. So if the, you're listening to the audio, make sure you go check out the YouTube video. Yeah. We have it linked uh, in the show notes. Um, but what's happening is the guy who put the camera on the tripod, he's pushing a button on each leg. And the ridiculous sound design is... <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear <laughs> that again. It's quite awesome. But yeah, so he clicks it into place. And he just pushes a button. One key auto leveling. The tripod just levels itself. Very cool. <laughs> I, I really hope it makes that Star Wars-like sound. Sounds Mod- like it's charging up a blaster. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, Remote it works. Control. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the, I mean, you're, you're, you're sitting right next. I mean, he's sitting right next to his camera and he's <laughs> controlling it from his phone. That's whatever you do. You yeah. You do you, guy. Uh, this end here too. The Binro Theta. They're using the same model that Apple does at the end of their keynotes, where it's like they have all these little uh, like circular uh, graphics. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? And it's just like all these like random facts about it at the end. Looks like there's going to be two sizes because at the top it says the mm. 11 kilograms and 20 kilogram uh, payload capacity on two different sizes. It looks a lot like the Peak Design tripod, especially the yeah. head mount. Well, the Peak Design tripod, I think, was quite revolutionary. And we've seen a lot of people copy that design mm-hmm. now, unfortunately, um, because the designers of that were pretty smart and they, they made something really cool. So... Yeah, it looks like they're copying the same uh, ball head on the top. Mm-hmm. But I was expecting the when I heard auto leveling tripod, I thought maybe the head would tr- level yeah, itself. Yeah, that's what I assumed as well. But it's a little goofy. It's like <laughs> you put your camera on the top of the uh, ball head and then you hit auto level and then the sticks just level themselves. So that means if your camera's not level on the ball head, then it's not going to be level. Right, and... Uh, yeah so it's you're still gonna have to level it after it auto levels so in my opinion this is a completely useless product (laughs) because (laughs) i never think about leveling my sticks the sticks don't have to be level in fact i'm looking at our tripods now and especially that one off to my my left yeah uh the the camera that is sitting on the camera filming me yes that tripod i'm looking at it it's not level no but because of the ball head 
were able to level the camera. Yeah, you just kind of like generally kind of go, yeah, about there, tighten everything down, and then you level it with the ball head. Yeah. So, so this product is only leveling the sticks. It's not leveling the camera. And honestly, the one thing I didn't care for with the Peak Design tripod design is the leveling of the ball head. Yeah. Like that part of it that wasn't my favorite part. Um, and looks that's like, the thing they kept. It, so. it looks like this is a product made for photographers, uh, travel photographers. Um, and that's what the Peak Design was designed for too. Cause yeah, that's true. The ball head on that isn't made for video. No. It, it's not a fluid head. Um, yeah, I mean, cool. If this becomes like a new thing, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the whole, um, sentence. I forgot to charge my tripod becoming a thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a normal thing. Yeah. Hold on. I, uh, hey. oh, dang it. I forgot to charge my tripod. Ah, dang it. Yeah. I guess I gotta like, can you, can you still use it if you didn't charge it? Like, do you, <laughs> can you still like manually adjust the legs or is like, is it powered only? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That sound effect, though, is incredible. Actually, I'm going to put that in the soundboard. Now. Yeah, yeah. It actually kind of sounds like the Iron Man uh, charging sound now that I'm hearing it again. That's oh, great. That's pretty great. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, this one video kind of shows what it looks like uh, here. Yeah. It's like, oh, your tripod isn't level. Uh, the camera, I guess if your camera is just completely flush with the tripod sticks and mm -hmm. you're not using the ball head, which is what they're doing here, then it can be helpful. But who does that? Like nobody does that. You you use the ball head to pan and tilt your camera in different yeah. directions. This is useless. Very very strange. I mean, yeah. Sorry, Ben Rao. Yeah, that's a little uh, that's a little whack. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to share that though. Yeah yeah. Well, I mean, hey, we live reaction. We had no idea what we were getting into. It could have been cool. Yeah. It wasn't. Sorry, Ben Rowe. Um, kind of a swing and a miss there on that one. <laughs> yeah, at least in our opinion. But I mean, check it out for yourself. See if you cool. like it. Yeah, check it out. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, I wanted to share a funny little tweet, and I, I want to see if any of the people watching this or listening to this can relate. This is a tweet from our good friend Michael Tobin Yeah. Uh, at Initial Focus on Twitter. I have never envied a skill more than someone who can receive a deadline. Let's say a week out. Calculate. It'll take... 20 hours of work, and then evenly spread that out throughout the week. My brain only knows one option, and that's to just wait until the last day and stay awake for 20 hours working. <laughs> and then Chris Brockhurst, a good friend of ours as well, he says, some actually view our method of madness as a positive. Being able to procrastinate for six days doing literally anything but the task at hand and then pull it together like it's nothing on day seven. <laughs> And then I said, imagine the superpower of harnessing that daily. I wish I could fix this about myself. I've done that my whole life. <laughs> wow. And then uh, Chris said, right, I used to try, but now I just acknowledge that it's not happening and utilize the six days of <laughs> for something else. And then someone said, I do believe that I'm actually working on the back of the mind. So the last 20 hours are just for execution. The weird part is that the adrenaline of the deadline is so addictive. <laughs> And then Michael said, that's actually a great way to put it. I'm thinking about it constantly, almost a never-ending pre-production. Then on the last day, oh, sh <laughs> execute. And then I say, I hope this isn't the blind leading the blind scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Where like, we're all telling each other, it's okay. This yeah, is Yeah, fine. no, this makes sense. This is a good thing. Um, Emilio Takas, who's a friend of the show. That's exactly what I was talking with Cody Warner about. It's definitely an aspect of our ADHD Um another people saying man yeah same yes 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 i'm doing exactly that right now i feel seen this is an adhd trait right same dude omg like i don't have a creative burst getting projects done and it's so hard for me man i waste no time when i 
get projects because with my luck, I'll run into a problem. So this guy is like, no, you guys are nuts. <laughs> Working in advance of a deadline is a learnable skill, not an easy one to learn if your personality tendencies are in opposition. However, there is kind of a rush to getting something done early. This is what Scott That's like said. the exact opposite of you. There's a rush to getting something done early and everyone else is like, no, no, no. There's a rush to getting it done in the last at minute. At the last possible minute. The thing about the last possible minute is that you never get it done in the last possible minute. You get it done an hour, two hours, three hours, a, a day, day past yeah, exactly. the last possible minute because you inevitably calculated it incorrectly. Absolutely. Right? That's what ends up happening. Yeah, I don't I don't relate to this at all. Um, well, that's why I wanted to bring it up because this is me in a nutshell and then this is not you. Yeah. Yeah. My tendency is I, I receive a project... And I typically will, I might wait a day or two to start it just because I, I, I tend to try to dedicate it a lot, of, uh, allocate a lot of time to something. So I'm not going to just work on it a little bit here and a little bit there. I'm definitely going to sit down and work on it for the next six, eight hours, yeah. you know, all in a row. But yeah, I don't, I don't understand. The, 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 the deadline is scary, right? The deadline's scary. I never want to be near the deadline. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how I look at it. The deadline is something to avoid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, keep it way over there, get it done way early. And then I, I usually overestimate how long it'll take me and then deliver it faster. Cause that also is a mm. good feeling for the person who's receiving it. Sure. It's like, if I say, yeah, that'll take me about a week and then I get it done in four days. I'm like, oh wow, that was faster than... Mm-hmm. I thought it would be done. See, the problem with that method, though, is people begin to expect that. Yeah. And so there is the flip of like, there's actually a, a, a trick with freelancing where, yeah, you say it'll take a week. You truly do get it done in four days, but you hold it for three days. <laughs> and then you deliver it when you said you would deliver it. Right. That way, you're basically a man of your word. You deliver exactly when you said you would. Right. But then you're not putting yourself in a situation where, say, you have three projects on your plate at once in a couple months. And you say it'll take a week. And then now they're expecting it in four days. You know, it just gives you that buffer or whatever. But um, but yeah, like... That's a good point. Yeah, uh, Jevin taught me that one. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Jevin's so. the most reasonable of all of us. Yeah, so we were just talking to him before this call or the, before this podcast. Um, but yeah, I I totally relate to you, Michael Tobin and Chris Brockhurst and Amelia Takas and uh, Tech Dive. And if you relate as well, let me know in the in the comments. Um, this is a trait that I feel like is a, like I hate to say like a bit of a maturity thing. Like I do need to be like mature enough to say like this career that I have pays my bills. And so therefore, like, even though this is my natural state, I need to work really hard to uh, pull this off. And yet I still don't. Um, Well, there is a positive aspect to it because the fact that you do, you can get it done at the last possible second still and still deliver good work mm -hmm. is a positive because you know, some people under the last second of pressure, like their their brain starts to fall apart a little bit, right? Yeah. So they're not really delivering very good work mm-hmm. because at the last second, they're stressed out, they're panicking and they don't know what to do. So then their work suffers because of that. Yeah. You guys, and it seems, you know, you all produce amazing work, even though you're doing it in those last six hours <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, so that is a positive of that personality. But I would say that I imagine if any one of you guys didn't do it in the last 20 hours and you did it over the course of the week, you probably would produce better work. Maybe. That's just my Yeah, theory. I've never been able to do that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll never know. <laughs> I've never known. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Because it's so weird. It's like 
cool. I got a week to finish this. And then I start working on it. And then I'm like, eh, I don't need to work on this. I'll just watch YouTube all day because <laughs> I have all week to work on it. Yeah. And then the day of arrives. I'm like, sweet. All right. Now let's, now let's get started. Right. <laughs> but that's just not a professional way to work. And I, 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 I'm throwing around maturity and professional. I'm speaking for myself here. Mm. Uh, I definitely know for a fact that both Michael and Chris are very professional. They both have full-time, you know, businesses and they're able to make a living and pay uh, for their family. Right. So I, by no means am I throwing shade to you guys. I'm just saying for myself, I've had to kind of mature up and, and try to be as good as I can be. And yet I'm still failing constantly. Um, and it, it does at least feel good to know that you're not alone in this. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems to be, for some reason, a trait of creative people, uh, I've noticed. But that's not always the case because there's plenty of creatives that aren't. And what are you saying, Dave? <laughs> you saying I'm not know. creative? I just It just seems like there's more people who struggle with this in the creative fields rather than non-creative. So no, like I, I would agree with that. I people think... who work a normal job maybe don't have this trait, mm-hmm. but creatives seem to on average have more percentage of them to do this. Right. But you know, like, you know, I, I know like Caleb Pike and, you know, Tyler Stallman and like th- they, they don't, I don't think they struggle with this, you know? Yeah. I, um, I, I would doubt it at least. So, and, uh, uh Jevin, uh, another good friend we were just talking about, you yeah, know, right, I know he right, doesn't yeah. struggle with this either. So, um, everybody's different. Everybody's different. And, uh, and that's what makes us special, Dave, yeah. right? <laughs> Speaking yeah. of things that are different, I changed my name. Yeah. To my real name. And some of you may have actually noticed in the podcast, I've been referring to myself as David Altizer at the beginning of each show. In fact, Joe Rogan says it at the mm-hmm. intro of this one. And um, yeah, I just, I decided to go back to my real name, which, which is exactly that David Altizer. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, I'm starting a new journey. Um, I've actually started a new channel. If you go to prettygoodvideos.com, <laughs> that's my website. That's, that's great. Uh, it's also davidaltizer.com or even davemaze.com still works. But yeah. You can check out my new channel and it's just called David Altizer. Um, I posted one short as of right now. I'm going to post another short uh, throughout the week and um, we're going to have a big, uh, you know, the big 100 movies video will be coming soon. So make sure to subscribe. And so, yeah, moving forward, this will be where I'll be posting my big videos on the David Altizer YouTube channel. And then I do also have the David Altizer 2, which is where I am posting my reviews. If you saw the S5 2 review, that's where uh, the traditional kind of more camera review stuff will live yeah um though i'm not going to treat it like a job i'm treating the other channel more like a job whereas the david altizer 2 is more like when i'm when i find a product that really excites me and i want to talk about it like the s5 that was Mm -hmm. extremely exciting we obviously went to japan and the camera was a revolutionary you know product from panasonic so to me i I was jazzed about talking about it um that's where those videos are going to live so if you liked the s52 video and you like gear review videos check out david altizer 2 but if you want to be a part of the journey on the new channel um check out david altizer i'm starting from zero uh yesterday i had zero subscribers today i have 68 so let's go thank you guys so much for subscribing i know a lot of these people are people who um are fans you know i, I would assume I, I wouldn't imagine i just got 68 subscribers out of thin air but yeah um thank you so much for those of you who are along in that journey. I know it sounds a little confusing or whatever, but 
this is just what it will be moving forward. And yeah. uh, you can follow me on social media at David Altizer YT, which stands for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. That that was just the only thing I could think of. I I, I was gonna do like I'm David Altizer, but I don't like that. I I don't like the I'm. Yeah. Um. And then underscores. I, I didn't want to have an underscore. So hopefully the people who own at David Altizer eventually I can those will be released and I can snag it at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, Instagram and Twitter both are the same at David Altizer YT. And that is what my mom calls me. That's what Connor has called me for years, yep. David. And you even you even mentioned you liked my my real name more than Dave Mays. Yeah, I think you got a strong name, you know, <laughs> classic name. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, so um, I know it's a little confusing, maybe for some of you who known me as Dave Mays. But well, um, it's funny. I was talking to a friend in a Discord chat, and he was talking about you changing your name, and he goes, "I had no idea Dave had a different last name. I thought his name was Mays, <laughs> Mister uh, Mays, Mister Mays." Which yeah. uh, I was like, "Nope, nope. Th- this is his real name." <laughs> I said Mays was just like a like a show name, so to speak, yeah, stage name, stage I, name. Yeah, I was having some issues with people remembering my name, but then I was thinking about, it, I was like, Sarah Dietschy. I mean, yeah. that's weird. You or know, Maddie Hapoya, Casey Neistat, not Casey Neistat. That's weird, yeah. right? Yeah. None of you guys are weird. Uh, I just mean it's, you know. Yeah, y'all are weird. <laughs> that's what we're saying. Gerald Undone? Yeah. Ah, so weird. That's, Josh Yo. That's hard to spell. Heck? Man, what the heck? No, nah, I'm just kidding. McCaskill? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- this is all leading into the real exciting news, uh, which is the Connor McCaskill channel. Tell us about it. Wow. Yeah. So um, all this has been happening with Dave. Uh, starting the new channel, starting fresh. He's going to be making more entertainment content, leaning into filmmaking, but still mostly entertainment. So he wanted to start a new channel. Uh, And so he decided uh, graciously to (laughs) um, allow me to continue the mantle of the original gear channel that uh, we've been working on for the last five years or so. Uh, so that's great. So I, d- I d- uh, the, um, AKA the M50 channel. Yeah, the M50 channel. When the uh, I got to get the R50. Um, yes. ASAP, actually, probably. But um, yeah, basically, I did a little quick uh, channel update video, essentially, just explaining what's going on for people who are coming to the channel because I wanted everything to stay up. I didn't want to unlist everything. Mm-hmm. I want the all the videos to still be there from before. Um, but that could be a little confusing when someone walks in on a video and it's like, hey, I'm Dave Altizer. Dave Mays. Yeah. Or Dave Mays. And, and then Zach Mayfield. Or Zach Mayfield. And they're looking at a channel with my name and my face. So I did make just a channel That's update cool. video that yeah. I can post. And then I uh, I made playlists. So it's the Zach Mayfield era and the David Altizer era. Cool. Um, so that you can Appreciate still find that. all their work because um, it's all great still. Um, and it's funny, I, I relisted a lot of Zach's stuff, and yeah. it's actually gaining a little bit of traction again. Dude, kinda, Zach's kinda stuff kinda is funny. so good. Zach's, Zach's stuff's hilarious. And you can still watch his stuff. He has his own personal channel, Zach Mayfield, so definitely check him out. Totally. But yeah, I'm really excited to continue. It's all going to still be gear-based content, uh, just like before, uh, but with maybe an eph- emphasis on um, some travel, as long as I can swing it because i'm going to fund everything myself because the channel is making zero dollars right <laughs> as of right now as of right now so i'm hoping to turn it into an actual thing and so if you guys are listening and you're at all interested in me and what i'm going to make um i'd really appreciate it if you go check it out and subscribe and yeah. my videos i'm going to attempt to be posting uh not attempt i'm going to be posting every tuesday 
yeah. is the plan for uh, main YouTube videos. So my first one's going to be the Fujifilm X-T4 versus the X-T5 because that's my personal camera. The X-T4 mm -hmm. is it worth upgrading? And I did a studio photography session, uh, portrait session out in Los Angeles with my good buddy Jake Bernal. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's actually it should be a pretty fun video. Uh, I shot some a roll for it just the other day, and yeah, I got I got to put it together. But I, I hope you guys enjoy it, dude. I'm so excited. I um, I mean, let's walk through the the day when I told you this. Oh yeah, <laughs> basically, um, Connor didn't. Well, so Connor knew that I was going to be changing some things and starting a new channel. And honestly, the future of this channel, which was the day, the the official Dave Mays channel, mm -hmm. um, which my goal was, and I think you guys know if you've been following the show for a while, was to transition this into what I'm now doing on my personal brand new channel. Yeah. Uh, again, why I'm starting fresh is because I feel like what I'm wanting to do moving forward is so dramatically different from what this channel was that it would be really like treading water to kind of force it to happen right rather than starting from zero and gaining an audience of people who genuinely like that type of content mm -hmm. and then just growing naturally from that um and so because i wanted to go in that direction and because i had my second channel already in motion and i was very pleased with the results of that s5 video yeah um i was like this is great i'll just keep this channel going with the review stuff occasionally and then i'll do my main stuff on this one it just left a big question mark on what this channel was going to be. And you told me that you were interested in it mm -hmm. um, and it took us about a week or so to, you know, figure out what we we're going to do with it. Um, but then I came in here and, and told you, I want you to have it, man. Yeah, I was, I was, I was actually a little shocked because I, I honestly didn't think for some reason that it was going to pull through and that you would actually give it to me. Um, <laughs> and so I, I kind of was coming around to that thought I was like okay that's probably not gonna happen that's fine um so i was i was gearing up i already had my trip booked to la actually i was gonna be filming the content that i just said for this channel on my other channel which is now just connor mccaskill too uh, very creative real name. creative yeah uh, if you have any suggestions for names let me know i i was gonna do some other stuff like i thought maybe i could if i do travel uh i could turn that into like a travel channel so it's mm -hmm. like that's about the travel and then the main channel is about gear so i thought i could do where in the world is connor yeah. I thought that could be kind of fun, um, but I wasn't sure. So just real quickly, I was like, mm, go to McCaskill 2. Very good name. <laughs> um, but anyways, my XT5 video that I'm making was going to be for that channel because mm -hmm. I was like, eh, I'm not going to get this one. And sure enough, you did. And I, I was pretty much just kind of standing there. I was like, huh. Like, I, I don't even <laughs> know that I reacted well or reacted how you wanted me to react. In no, I there's no expectations um, for a reaction. Yeah, but I was like, oh, wow. that's." I, I just kind of was uh, shocked. And then I was relieved because the channel is going to keep going. Yeah. Um, and this has, this channel means a lot to me and it has a lot of history and I was Dude, never totally. the host of the channel, but I've been, I've been here the whole time sure on have. that channel um, through the Dave era and even a lot of the Zach era as well. And we, yeah, we lived a lot of life together uh, in California doing all sorts of crazy fun stuff at the beach. Gosh, it sheds a, a, yeah. a slight tear when I look back Rip on some of this. Although yeah. I'm about 30 pounds lighter now, which is nice. Yeah, you're looking good. I'm 30 pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Connor right there. We're watching the video of the M50 versus the A6400 in Laguna Beach. Uh, I missed that place. It was so Yeah, Laguna so Beach beautiful. was nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, but we can always visit. 
Um, yeah. And in fact, I almost, oh, I didn't actually go to Laguna Beach, but I was just, I was just in California visiting yeah. all the people. Yeah. So everyone, it was great. Everyone's still there. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, I was trying to find some moments of Connor here from the past. This was four years ago now. We were babies, YouTube babies. Yeah. I was um, 21. Creating content here. So, um, yeah. You, your hair was so long. Yeah. Crazy. And it's getting long again. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of history here. You guys should definitely, if, you, if you're not already a subscriber to the old uh, Dave Mays channel, which is now the at Connor McCaskill channel, uh, go subscribe. It's obviously going to be linked in the show notes. Yeah. And um, um, my goal is to, like I said, post every Tuesday. And if you guys have any ideas for content you'd like to see, I'm all ears. Um, my idea, I mean, I've worked for you. I've worked for Zach Mayfield. I've worked for Armando Ferreira. I've done a little bit of work for I Justine. So I know, I know how this stuff works. I know I kind of know what I'm doing, but that doesn't mean that I'm not <laughs> open to lots of ideas. Um, cause I, I want to make it as, um, valuable as possible. And I want to hit a hundred K. Yeah, let's so. hit 100K. I mean, the truth is, you just got 80,000 subscribers overnight. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. YouTube hack. Uh, find a friend who doesn't want their channel anymore <laughs> and ask for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we're very excited to see what you do with this. And um, we'll have lots to talk about on the show as you continue to evolve the channel and, and stay active. And uh, please comment below this video what you want to see Connor do on the channel. If you have any ideas or suggestions, let us know. I'm yeah. sure he'd be happy to hear your thoughts. I would. So yeah, I wanted to share one more fun, exciting thing. I'm not sure if you saw this because it happened when you were in California. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty busy. So this is something that made me very happy. Are you familiar with this? Uh, what is this? Pokemon. I mean, it's the, it's the trading game. It's the, yeah. So we're watching a video here. Very epic. Okay. Lead in. Battle anytime, anywhere. Pokemon trading card game classic. Yeah. So is it the classic 150 and that's it? They're doing a re-release? So Pokemon Company has made this amazing box oh with an gosh. amazing set. Scalpers are going to go wild. original Pokemon cards. Only the originals. <laughs> So this Those, is, these two people that are playing right now would never play this game. <laughs> never. We've got Chansey. We've got Charizard. We've She's got like, mm, yes, my Chansey card. It's a holographic original Pikachu. Ivasaur. Are they, are they, they're not original though. It's a reprint. No, see how on the back it's the black yeah. uh, classic logo or whatever. So you're right. I think scalpers are going to go crazy for this because it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that. That's a Charizard. Uh, with energy and everything. I mean, it's the full-on classic Pokemon trading card game from the 90s, reissued with a full kit. It comes with the play mat, it comes with a case, it comes with uh, a oh, coin dude. flip, all that stuff. This, Those will, I mean, I don't know what they'll retail for. Let's just say 150 bucks, 200 bucks. It's 150, yeah. 150 bucks, see? I'm right on. And it um, comes with three boosters, and it has Blastoise, Charizard, and Venusaur in, the, in yeah. it. And uh, those things are going to sell for $1,000 before the month is up. And then they <laughs> yeah. will probably sell for, you know, more than that in the future months. It comes with a game board that folds up to store all the items included in the Pokemon trading card game. That's three cool. Three Pokemon trading card game decks featuring Venusaur, Charizard, Charizard. 
Charizard, and Blastoid, as well as newly printed cards to go along with the classics. Three deck boxes featuring energy symbols matching the included. I wonder how many times they're going to reprint the original set. Well, this is the second time they've done it, right? But has Uh, it ever looked this authentic? I mean, look at that. That's just straight up. Yes. It has? Yeah, I think they did it in 2016. Yeah, I mean, it's just... As we 90s kids turn into adults, we just want to buy this again. (laughs) I know. It's so weird. I'm like, why do I want this? I'm like, I shouldn't want this. I'm 25. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want that. If if we get this, would you be willing to learn how to play the game (laughs) so that I could play with somebody? Yeah. And we'll start a Twitch. Uh, You'll find us at Dave and Connor plays Pokemon uh, (laughs) dot uh, Twitch TV. And uh, yeah, we'll be... uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be playing this. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'd play it. I'd yeah. play it just to see what the I've never played the game. You never played the game? No, I've never played I used the game. to play it in the nineties. It was fun, man. It's yeah. a fun game. Yeah, so I think this is pretty exciting. Um I am going I, I submitted my this was email. Not, this was not made for kids. No, no. You can tell, like adults. you can tell based on just the packaging. Like it's not colorful, it's not flashy. This was no. made for people like us Mm -hmm. and it is made to be played you know to be played though people are going to collect them i'm sure but um it's going to sit in a warehouse just kind of the the worry it's like paper even if i got a set i'm going to want to play it but like if it's worth a thousand (laughs) dollars i don't want to open it (laughs) and thus scalpers are born yeah but it's pretty exciting i think um you know, for the old Pokemon fans out there, that's pretty cool. So I, no, I, sure I didn't hear. Tonight. I didn't hear about that at all. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of fun, random, but kind of fun. Well, that about does it for today's show, everybody. A lot of announcements that we made here. Yeah, um, I don't know that it was necessarily a long episode, but it did feel like we had covered a lot of ground. So yeah. definitely go make sure that you follow Dave's new channel. Dave is full of a ton of creativity, and his ideas are wild. But I bet you uh, will enjoy them. So definitely go make sure to check them out. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. We we have some things that we shot over the last couple months that I've been holding on to. And so they're going to be slowly releasing on the David Altizer channel. And then I will f- turn it around on you and say, if you haven't already subscribed to the Connor McCaskill channel, that's yeah. spelled C-O-N-N-O-R-M-C-C-A-S-K-I-L-L. Yeah, maybe I should switch my name to Maze. <laughs> Connor Maze. <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know. People can spell McKinnon, so they can spell McCaskill, right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, go give him some love. Go give a comment on his recent video and just let him know that you're a fan of the show and uh, give him any ideas you have. I'm excited to see what you do as well. Thanks, man. And uh, I think this is going to be a really exciting year for both of us. Um, and we're going to continue to pour into this show, the Golden Hour Podcast, continue to try to give you guys the best content we can, the most value that we can add to your life Yeah. with rumors and reviews and uh, YouTube advice and whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you have any suggestions for our show, please reach out to us at ghp.fm slash contact. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. If there's anything you want to see the show evolve into, that'd be cool to know. Yeah. Evolve. I like how you said that after the Pokemon. Yeah. I think stuff. it was uh, embedded in my brain there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, I just want to remind you guys, we do chapters for these shows. So if you're not familiar with how that works on your podcast player of choice, you should be able to see different chapters and skip next, 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 unless you're in Spotify, which then you can look in the description of the show and you can see the time codes there and you could skip around uh, if certain parts of the show uh, you're not interested in, you want to skip to those. That's totally fine. But we what would encourage you not be it. 
interested in. Okay, we talked about Pokemon. Yeah. Come on, YouTube. <laughs> Come on, this is good content. Absolutely. And of course, if you are listening to the show and you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, a lot of the things we talk about are visual. We have a link to the YouTube video in every episode, so make sure to check it out. And leave a rating or review in your podcast player of choice. We greatly appreciate it. And make sure you subscribe and make sure you like and make sure you share. And make sure, I feel like we're telling you guys <laughs> too to do many a lot of things. things. Too yeah. many things Sorry. here. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I apologize for that. There we go. You used to call me on my cell phone. All right, guys. Have a great week. Love you. Bye. See you guys.